Welcome to Everyone Has a Story podcast. Now, I'm just giving everybody fair warning right now before you really get into this podcast with me and my guest speaker today. You will not need any caffeine and you might want to buckle up because there's going to be a little bit of extra energy coming out of this podcast today. So let's get started. <clears throat> We've all had to at one time or another, especially in our professional lives and sometimes in our private lives, we've had to deliver a message, a very important message. Sometimes we just want to be seen. So obviously, the key component of that is you need to have a good message that someone wants to listen to, number one. But number two, it's timing. In today's world, we are inundated with so much crap. That crap comes from everywhere. But sometimes our head is so full that when someone wants to deliver a very, very important message, the audience's head is so damn full that they really doesn't, it never relates to those, to the words being said. And so today we're really going to talk about what that means and really talking about the timing, because the timing is critical here to make sure that it's resonating with the right audience. Take, for example, back in the early 1990s, the Colorado's Rockies baseball team was being inaugurated into the Major League Baseball family. I'm a big baseball fan, but I'm really tied to Denver. I, I just love the city of Denver. So I got tickets way ahead in time because I wanted to go to the very, 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 very first game of the Colorado Rockies historical year of being launched in the Major League Baseball. And when you have a brand new team, you get to draft players, but then also you get to kind of pick, cherry pick some of the best players from other teams that they have left available for this inaugural draft of this uh, franchise, new franchise. One of the players at the time was, he was getting a little bit older in age, but he was always just a popular player in Atlanta and the guy could hit the ball a mile. I mean, so we were really excited to have Dell Murphy on this team. So being the sports fan that I am, I dragged my wife to the very first game. I had to be there five hours early because I did not want to miss a single moment of this first game ever in Mile High Stadium. And so I'm surrounded by probably 3 million 10 and under kids, and I'm the only guy that's an adult. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, we're, and we're watching all these players do their batting practice, take their fielding, get interviewed. And Dale Murphy now by himself is walking back to the dugout that we're all standing behind. And every kid around me is yelling, Dale, Dale, Murphy, Murphy, everything like that. And he's just looking down. He's focused. He's getting ready for the first game ever in Denver. And there was that moment of silence. And I yelled, Murph, really loud. All of a sudden, he looked up at me, pointed at me like we knew each other from a long, long time. <laughs> and he walks into the dugout. And all these kids turn around and go, who are you? Can I have your autograph? <laughs> because they thought I was someone famous. So anyway, I, I say that because timing is everything. And like I said, today's in today's world, we have a lot of important things to say to our teams, to our family, you name it. And how we say it is important. So today we're going to shout from the rooftops. Like I said, no caffeine necessary, because once you get introduced to my guest speaker, Dana, you will see that there's absolutely no caffeine needed in today's world, at least for the next 30 minutes. So Dana, welcome. And let me just do a quick introduction of you before we get really started. 
Dana is the co-founder of Uniquely Phenom Collaboration, which is really a, a, a cool name by itself. And when you meet her partner, you will see where this energy really becomes phenomenal, where I'm assuming that's where the name comes from. She's an artist and an author. But for the people who are getting to watch this episode through video, you can see a lot of her work behind her, which is really, really cool. But just remember that if you do notice that there's Barry Manlow behind her, that's not part of her work. That's no. not part of her art. <laughs> so, Dana, talk to us about your who you really are and talk to us about your two books. Okay. So, first of all, I'm a total fan of Lowe. I don't care who knows about it. I used to live in the closet, but I love him very much. So, it's, that's Barry in the back. But um, I am... Just to give you a little bit of my background, I am a, a career educator. I was uh, I was in education. I was director of student development for many many years. And somewhere around 2015, uh, 2015, excuse me, I um, I figured out I could paint, and uh, and it just woke something up in me that that had lain dormant for you know for a few decades. And when that happened, I I painted feverishly, and it quickly progressed to being commissioned for paintings, doing art festivals, ultimately within about two years, leaving my six-figure career in education. And uh, two years later, after trying to figure things out, wound up opening um, an art gallery and intuitive lounge in Stewart, Florida, which again, then morphed into um, connecting with my uh, old college buddy and sorority sister and building a uniquely phenom collaboration and writing books and so on and so forth. Uh, the books um, is uh, Ten Recommandments for Personal Empowerment was the first one, and its follow-up is Beyond the Ten, Decoding the Woo-Woo. And both books chronicle hmm, chronicle everything it took to get here where I am today and offers how-tos and life lessons and opportunities for others to do the same. You know, and they're they're both unique books because a lot of times when you're reading books, of this nature, there's always just the message is always on that surface. And you have absolutely no problem saying it the way it really was to you, you know, yeah. your reality. And uh and you know that's probably what I admire most about everything that you post, everything that you say, everything that you do. There's nothing but vulnerability but reality combined. And it's just it's so refreshing to know that you know what we all have our our moments in our life we always have those whatever experiences in our life that uh have a way of shaping how we think and how we act and all this kind of stuff and it's nice to hear the the real stories as opposed to the made for hollywood version sometimes that we just think really you know you 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 can't be a little bit more honest than that yeah so anyway I, I can't thank you enough for being here. This is going to be a, a fun episode, but very uh, enlightening, but very important one as far as I'm concerned that people really need to to hear and have some uh, the right takeaways from this. And you have a lot of great advice from both you and what you wrote in your book. So let's get started. All right. Now, you, you and I have had many conversations, you know, not maybe many, but we've had a lot of conversations mm -hmm. and you always refer to you first because really everything that you expand upon in your coaching and your 
teaching and through the message of the book really resonated with you first. And now you've brought that to other people. So let's really describe who those other people are. Who are those yous that you are referring to when you talk about your message and your coaching? You know, really anybody like in the, in the, uh, like it's a blanket statement, but at the core of it, in order for people to feel better, do better, be better, right? They have to be aware that there's an issue. Many of us go through life, we're just kind of, we don't even realize we're uncomfortable because we're not stopping to take stock. We're in unhappy relationships, we're in unpleasant work environments, um, or relationships with our children are strained, whatever it is. And so we have to have an awareness. The second component, equally as important, is we have to have a willingness to do something about it. And I always say, there's nothing worse than being aware there's a problem and not willing to do something about it. Or the people that are willing to do something about it. And they're like, just put me in coach. You know, what do I do? But yet they don't have an awareness of either what the problem is or, or how to go about it. So the people that are aware that there's an issue and willing to do something about it, that's when you tag me in and I'm all over it because I'm, I'm not here to do it for you. You know, there's no magic pill or magic lever. I'm here just to assist you in something that you're already, that you already have a desire to do. All right. You know, the, the the title of this episode is Shouting from the Rooftops. And from the <laughs> moment that I started receiving your posts and your messages, all I could think about was, holy God, this is fun. I mean, this, this gal knows how to really portray fun in an authentic and unique way. And because it's not just for our personal lives, which is in deep need of having a lot of fun added to that, you know, the workplace also is very, become very, as a lot of people say, toxic. It's not a fun environment. You know, they'd much rather work at home, work from home, complain about not being surrounded by other people, but they don't want to go back to that, that dry, toxic environment. So you're my poster child of fun. Why is this, why is this your particular passion? And Forget Barry for a moment. <laughs> oh, but I can't. Why? <laughs> you know, you say, why is this my passion? It's not as much a passion as it is a way of being. And, you know, I've always leaned towards clownery. But it's funny, you know, we all have whatever energy, energetic footprint that we have, right? We all have our energy. But when you're balanced, or let me let me try that a different way. When you're imbalanced, your energy looks a certain way. So if I am this kind of energy, right? If I'm this kind of passion and I, my life is in the crapper, this isn't going to look all shiny and cute. This is going to be ugly. It's going to be aggressive. It's going to have anger. It's it's going to, you know, again, have have relationships that are that are unhealthy. But when I balance myself, this energy is now, you know, used for good, not for evil. It's for joy and laughter and fun. And so what you're seeing is the byproduct of somebody who's not only done the work to, because you read my book. I mean, it was a dumpster fire there for a while. You know what I mean? So for most of my life. So to to be able to take that, the dumpster fire, if you will, you'll be able to take that and turn it around and create a life 
and a balanced existence, not good, bad, it's balanced or imbalanced, where I can feel joy and contentment and solve my problems and speak my truth and be creative and 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 trust my intuition and all of those wonderful things and, and forge positive and healthy relationships. This is what it looks like. And so, you know, my purpose or my passion is to assist other people in knowing that you could do this too. There's no brass ring here. There's no out of reach. Read the book. You you know, you mentioned earlier, you know, I, I don't sugarcoat it. I say it the way it is. There's no ivory tower here. I'm not Tony Robbins. I'm somebody who went from that to this and is like, come on. Shout it from the roof. Absolutely. There it is. <laughs> Absolutely. And I know that Tony does not have a cutout of Barry standing behind him as well. <laughs> so you use the metaphor during that last segment about, you know, when life is in the crapper. And yeah. we've all we've all used that ex- that expression, hopefully only a few times, but there's a lot of people <laughs> use it on every other every other weekend, right? My my life's in a crapper. Yeah. So was there a tipping point for you to make this your daily passion to really create fun and help people know what fun is in their own unique way, just like you've done it in your own unique way and to bring it into their lives. You know, there, there were several like little ones. They were pivot, pivot, pivot until I got to this place. And I'm like, Oh, look how far I've come. But you know, we're all, wherever we are, anybody who's listening, wherever, wherever we are in our state of existence, we are somewhere in the evolutionary process behind somebody else and ahead of somebody else. So no matter where we are, if it's, if it's our inclination, we're going to assist who's behind us. So I've always kind of done that. Remember, I was in education for 25 years. You know, I always did that, but I did it at my level of awareness. So with every experience and every obstacle and every overcoming of it, and then every integration of it, and then every celebration of it, I am at a new level of awareness and I'm able to assist more people. The real tipping point was when I left my job and started the pain. I thought I was going to be an artist and I was going to show everybody that you don't have to be a starving artist and you can make a bunch of money and be successful and all these things. And it wound up turning into an unintentional spiritual journey because I I said yes to my creativity. And when that happened, then I started expanding into, you know, make, connecting with people more of the spiritual nature. Again, open the intuitive lounge in the art gallery. Let me switch it, the art gallery and intuitive lounge. And that's when my background in education merged with my creativity and my desire to assist others. It all, it just all came together as a perfect storm. I am truly living my soul's purpose. And the reason I know that is because it feels so freaking good. You know, and you refer to that really feeling freaking good as the magic, the big magic. And you really talk about that in in both your books that really we all have that potential, that really big magic in all of us. Yes. We just don't know how to uncover it, bring it out of the closet or whatever you want to, whatever metaphor you want to use. So tell us, tell me, why does that really matter today in your eyes? Because as a, as a, as humanity, we're, we're slowly withering away. We're human beings and we have allowed, 
don't know if I should say we have allowed. Well, no, we, because we're responsible for it, says we have allowed the distractions to overcome us. We have allowed, ex- allowed external forces to dictate our sense of happiness and well-being. We have allowed that because somehow we have been conditioned to believe that it's out of our hands. And, and I, and many like me, because I'm connecting with so many people that have this uh, similar mindset. We're here to say the powers. Oh my God, I sound so the power is within you, but the power is within you. <laughs> it's just figuring out how to uncover that. We truly all have the magic, whether it looks that way to you or feels that way to you in the moment, wherever, whatever crapper you're sitting in right now, your magic is probably in a pile of rubble right now. You just have to do some excavation. It's there and it is amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. So we just get off the crapper. We've got that pile of rubble <laughs> in front of us. So, so how does someone be really become aware of this in their life that they are lacking and that they need some guidance on how to go through that rubble, go through that dumpster, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. and find their own unique magic? I know you have a great story about how. You you asked your husband to go to a wine and draw class or an art class with a lot of wine and women. He said, no, but I'll take you to Michael's. You can buy whatever you want. And now that unleashed and and opened your eyes. How do people how do people become aware that without having that husband to say, hell no, I'm not going to go drink wine with a bunch of women and draw. I'm going to take you to Michael's. <clears throat> you read my book, but that's exactly, that's so funny though. That's exactly what happened. I was like, Hey, why don't we do something different tonight? You know, we had a babysitter, my kids were young. Why don't we go, you know, like you said, do like a, you know, one of those wine and paint things. He, and my husband, if you knew him, he's like, no, <laughs> he's, like, he's like, what are you kidding me? But when, when we did paint that night at home, you know, in the privacy of our own home, when we did paint that night, I literally, it unleashed the beast. So it's important to understand, you asked the question, um, how do people, you know, become aware? How, you know, how do they know that there's something to change? I was able to do that with my husband that day, because within the couple of years prior, I had done work that I didn't even realize was work because I said yes to myself because I was committed to myself. Just as an example, I had um, a very um, unhealthy relationship with my children's birth father and I rectified that. The details don't matter. I had a very unhealthy relationship with my mother. I rectified that. Details don't matter. My father, I had been estranged from since I was about 14, technically 18, but 14 to 18, we didn't speak either. So we'll say 14 details don't matter, but (laughs) I could do this all day. Maybe it was 18. No, I'm just kidding. But I was estranged from my father all of those years. And in 2012, I reconciled with my father. I showed forgiveness. So as these things began to happen, I began to change. I didn't even realize it. I didn't think, I didn't like have the awareness that something was wrong in my life. I just was uncomfortable in certain situations that I thought enough of myself to, to fix them. It put me in that position of joy and love and freedom to align with my husband, to meet my husband. I spent my whole life single or with these, you know, unhealthy relationships, meet my husband. And now I'm in a safe, secure relationship with this wonderful man who sees me, probably the first person to see me in my entire life. 
And now I'm in this position mm-hmm. of pain. So what do I, what would I say to people that want or don't even know they need to make changes? Just take a look around. Take a look around. Does it feel good to come home? Or are you annoyed that, that your spouse parked in your parking spot and you don't even want to walk inside? Again, are your relationships stressed with your children? Do you when you wake up in the morning to go to work, are you like, oh Jesus Christ? Like, what is it? And if any of these things aren't bringing you contentment or joy, then there's your awareness. And then the next step is your willingness. Yeah. Well, well said. So you found this new partner in life. You have a great family now. Yeah. Can this be replicated in what I referred to earlier as that toxic work environment? That, that place where we have to go to make a living. And sometimes we wake up when that alarm bell rings and, and we go, oh my God, I don't want to go there. I despise going there. You know, I know you share a lot of those similar thoughts and stories in your books, yeah. but, but how does it apply today to what we're going through as business owners and leaders within that business community? Oh, you know, Firstly, I want to point out, you mentioned that I got this partner, right? Somebody that was willing to play nice, essentially, and I've been able (laughs) to live this wonderful life because of it. These are two people in a collaborative relationship. When you are in um, an organization of sorts, you have many people that are in a collaborative relationship. So it's more challenging because you have more components, right? There's more pieces to the puzzle. So there's certain things that are really, really important in these environments. First and foremost, I say it all the time, the organization is only as strong as the individuals that are in it. So each individual has to be well, happy, and whole. And if they can be well, happy, and whole in all the components of their lives, then they bring to that business. Then they feel invested. Then they have positive working relationships. Then they know how to communicate. So how do you do that? Well, if the people are already hired, then it's up to the leadership to to have programs and experiences for, or even an understanding for their staff to see who is well, happy, and whole. And if people are in alignment with the mission and the vision, and and everybody is on the same page that we're going to be well together, then great. If they're not in alignment, that maybe it's time to to go some, you know, to hire somebody else in the hiring process. Oh my God, alignment with, with values and, 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 um, values is the best way to say it with the values with the organization. Why would you hire somebody on skill set alone? That doesn't make sense. I don't care if you can count your beans. If you can't play well with others, you don't belong here. Well, right now, forget what your title is, forget what your skill set is. They're not playing well with each other. They're just not. And and unfortunately, because commerce has become more and more competitive mm-hmm. and and a lot of times because it's of this competition, people are promoted to positions within that company because they're the last person standing as opposed to really their qualities and their yes. skill set. Yes. And and all this does is put the wrong fertilizer in that yeah. area that's trying to grow and all it does is kill the plant, the seed, whatever we're trying, the roots. And and so as you said earlier, you know, about the bean counters, unfortunately today's business, the first and foremost is 
how much damn money do I have in my bank account? <clears throat> so with that being said, besides in the long run, we're going to get to the long run here in a minute yeah. when we talk about your recommendations and your solutions that you offer. But what are some of the other real results that individuals, forget if you're the, the most seasoned and skilled manager or you're mm -hmm. up and coming manager or you're an employee who left one environment that you thought was toxic mm -hmm. because you, you joined this other one because you've heard that the grass was greener. Mm -hmm. But you don't know who's fertilizing that grass. So what are the real results besides the bottom line implications that a team, an individual, a leader, an owner can really experience by, you know, getting on that rooftop and shouting down to your employees, your customers, and really shouting out fun, excitement, energy? The, what are the benefits you're asking me? Yeah. Oh, the real my results. Goodness. You know, I always laugh about cliches. I mean, because they're they're cliches, but there's really something to it. And you say things like, you know, a family that plays together stays together. This is very much a true statement. The benefit of being able to have um let your guard down and be able to have a, a joyful interaction with somebody that you work with, it doesn't take away professionalism. What it does is it, it it helps people connect on a real profound level. I don't know. Um, well, I know you have seen um, Going Commando. It's the podcast that I do with my business partner, Angela DeMarco. And we we throw a lot of reels out there on like LinkedIn and other social media. And we talk a lot. We just did an episode talking about the letter. I wrote her like a Dear John letter um, when things were really coming to, you know, coming to a head and we had to talk. And we talked about this letter on this show. But what was really, really cool about it when I watched it um, after is she and I were so communicative. And we were so honest with each other and we, there were no, there was no ego and there was no airs. We were just like, this is how I was feeling. And this, and this is what was going on. And we were cracking jokes and we were laughing about it because we're human beings, her oversights. We laughed at it. The human being, my, you know, brash nature, we all laugh about it. So when you have a community of people, an organization of people, it doesn't matter who was wearing the CEO hat and who was wearing the, you know, assistant hat or whatever it is. We're all human beings, all with real emotions, all having real experiences. And if we can let down the guards and be secure in ourselves and be able to laugh at ourselves and laugh with each other, it changes everything. If you were to watch these commandos and see the way Angela and I speak, you would almost think we're making it up. But truly, it's such a healthy and beautiful relationship because nothing else matters. But living in joy, living in peace, living in harmony, nothing else matters. You know, and I'm going to let you put your coaching hat on here for a second, but I'm just okay. going to respond real quickly. You, you talked about your your brash nature <laughs> and how, how you come across. <laughs> yeah. You know, like everything in life, there's always two sides to that that point of view. And to me, when I find people like you that have no problem telling it the way it is. I know that, you know what, I don't call it brash, I'm calling it being honest. Because sometimes we we think that we're going to hurt someone's feeling. And I'm not yeah. saying to be brash and be mean and nasty, but mm -hmm. but at least be 
be honest. honest. You know, if someone's not doing their job or not fitting in, let's work together on a a good solution. If that solution ends up being, maybe you need to go across the street to the other greener pasture, so be it. But at least you're being honest, you know, and, and that's really, you know, the most, you know, one of the bigger things I admire about you other than your energy level is that the fact is that, you know what, I know where I stand with you when you talk. Okay. And to me, that just exudes confidence to me is more than anything else. It exudes that, you know what, you don't have a hidden agenda. This is how you see it. Let's fix it or tell me that I'm wrong and tell me why I'm wrong. Okay. And, and that's really what I really admire most about you. So anyway, let's, let's get to the solutions because that's really your, your, your strong point here besides your energy is your solutions. You and your partner put together a very, very nice platform. So if someone does not really know what they're supposed to be doing because they Mm -hmm. got promoted to this position that I have no idea what the hell I'm supposed to do other than I've got this title. I saw what the guy did before me. And yeah. if I do that, I'm going to get hung. <laughs> I'm going to get hung by the Raptors, mm-hmm. by the frontline employees. You've put together a reality check that you call your assessy, but, it, but it's, really, <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a reality check. Yeah, it is. You know, it is. You know, and, and that's what is the key thing here. So talk to us about the reality check that you call the assessing and then the solutions that followed that. Okay. So, so the, the, the assessing um, is a part of our core to credo program. And we believe that all organizations thrive when they are, when they are healthy from the core, from the individual person, the individual's empowerment to the credo, the culture, the branding, et cetera. And when, and Angela, she is, again, I'm 25 years in education. She's 25 years in branding and marketing. She addresses everything from the credo and I address everything from the core and we work together. The assessing, so you can go to our website, um, uh, uniquelyphenom.com. In on the website, it tells you all about the program and then there's the assessee. So if you're in an organization and you're like, wait, it is a little, again, the, the word of the day is toxic. It is a little toxic. So-and-so is unhappy. They're not working together as a team, whatever it is. You can fill it out. It comes in three parts. It asks a series of questions, probably about 10, maybe a dozen questions, series of questions about the individuals in your organization. You know, just one, for example, you know, um, uh, do your employees, um, are they happy and enjoy working? Something to that effect. So anyway, 10 to 12 of those, uh, 10 to 12 questions about the culture of the organization. You know, um, are your employees in alignment with the culture of the organization? And about 10 to 12 questions about uh, branding. And that's, again, is, is, does the mission align with the vision, align with, with your employees? And so you could go in and you could answer those questions. And if you're like, ooh, I didn't, I didn't have the awareness, but now I do. You could contact us for a discovery call and we could talk about what we can do. We... Angela and I, and those that we choose to work with if we need to outsource, but we um, assist these companies and we do it. Um, we, we don't just do a one and done. We don't come in like I don't come in and do my empowerment speech about how important it is to be empowered. And this is how you're going to do it and then leave you to, you know, leave you as you were. 
we work with you. We tailor make these programs based on what the organization needs. And we work with you side by side until, you know, until you turn that ship around. And you talk about what you and Angela do, but you also said about that other group of resources that you have in your toolbox. Talk to us about how important having the right tool in your hand to help with whatever that issue is at that place of work. Firstly, you can do anything with the right tool, right? It's amazing. <laughs> like, look at the pyramids. You can do anything with the right, throw a, you know, a pulley and a lever. You can do anything. But yeah, it's, it, you know, nothing is out of our reach. We, no problem is without solution. And if you have the right tools, I mean, it's always a win. So, so we, we have a platform that we created. We have an app. It's called, um, finduniquelyyou.com. It's like an online university. It's for community and connection and learning. And we have you instructors on this online university that we dip into. It's like a little gold book, right? And we dip into when we need an assist, but, uh, we really have everything we need to assist these organizations. We've got all the tools. I love that. Because as a consultant, I find that the the biggest issue why 82% of these small businesses and middle-sized businesses fail is because they don't know what they don't know and they don't take the time to seek out the right help. And yeah. that's what you do as a complete package. You You have the right help, whatever that might be for that particular unique business. And I love that. Dana, I can't thank you enough for being my my guest today. And I know you have some other great wild words of uh, encouragement for for the audience. So uh, why don't you leave us with one little, little bit of Dana inspiration here? Oh, my goodness. I'll leave you with a nug. Oh, you know, my favorite, I think uh, the one of the most game-changing things for me that I learned was Everything out there, everything that we experience, see, feel, touch, whatever it is, it's all just information. It's all just information. We have been gifted our senses. Um, We have been gifted the ability to decode that information. So when we're able to have an experience and utilize our emotions to, to figure out what that experience is telling us, rather than become immersed or entrenched in the emotions and get lost in them, we can then begin to navigate our lives in a more fluid and an enjoyable way. So it's all just information. Absolutely. So tell us one more time about your two books. I'm going to invite everybody to join us in a couple months when we at my executive book club, where we talk about your book, but then at the same time, how can people get in touch with you that want to uh, move on with you after this episode? Okay. So, so let me tell you about the book. So 10 recommendments for personal empowerment is exactly what it is. It's 10 recommended tenets of, you know, philosophies of life. And basically individually, they're great together. Like I said, they're, they're game changers. And what I do is I mentioned this earlier, offer how to's, you know, just, just certain things that you could do, but really I take my life experience. It's not pretty. Like, it's not pretty. Like, I'm not like painting myself. So I give my situation and and allow you to take it from there and apply it to your own life. 
decoding the woo-woo is this unintentional spiritual journey. And I chronicle that and really try to decode all of these metaphysical new agey sort of terms that people throw around. And they could be off-putting to people who don't who don't live in those communities. So I, you know, in my typical, you know, data Sardato from Jersey way, I, uh, I put my own definitions to it while telling my story. Uh, as far as being able to find me, um, everything about me personally is on UbuntuFishGallery.com. my artwork, my books, podcasts, and all that stuff. But um, Angela DeMarco and I, um, we do so much together and, and we work with these businesses, but we're easiest to be found on LinkedIn. Just look for us, look for uniquely phenom collaboration, look for Dana Sardana, look for Angela DeMarco, and then we could take it from there. But uh, but definitely if any of this resonates, find us because this is this is why we're here. We're here to help. So I'm gonna just double up on that and just say for everybody out there, connect with them on LinkedIn. It's the easy way to do it. But if you're going through your day and you just need that little mid-afternoon jolt of caffeine down, <laughs> listen listen to one of their videos, listen to one of their or read one of their posts, and you will immediately feel that uh that caffeine kick in immediately. So Dana, I can't thank you enough. This has been a, a real treat for me and I know my audience as well. Oh my God. Thank you, Roger. Oh, it's such a pleasure. Thank you for real. <laughs> yeah. My podcast wouldn't be the same if it wasn't for my sponsors and my uh, great supporters. So let me take this opportunity to thank each and every one of them. First of all, I want to thank Rebecca at Custom Bookkeeping and Accounting, delivering trustworthy bookkeeping services since 2003. Dave and Dara at Virtues Matter, making this world a much happier place to be with their Virtues card apps, coaching and workshops. Stephen at Buller Accounting, giving business owners depth and insight to their numbers. Eric and his team at Ivy Cat Web Design, the real superheroes of web development and design. Jennifer and Jean at the Seavers Real Estate Team, serving Pierce and Kitsap counties with their home buying and selling needs. Maury at the Maury Method, the world's only brainwave and trainment engineer, helping everyone have more clarity, less stress, and overall better brain health. Priya at Pivot My Profit, helping individuals and businesses have better control of their finances and more money at the end of their day. Melissa, at the Soul Vibe Energy High, the queen of the aha moments, helping individuals find those holes in their cups, repair the hole, and gain back their positive energy. And finally, Rick at West Sound Recording, you talk, they do all the rest. Thank you, Rick, for all your efforts with the production and editing of my podcast.